welcome to another edition of Mr. Nice Guy. Ben Slowey uh, coming at you today with a uh, guest um, who is a producer, visual artist, is involved with um, the This Is Milwaukee project, which we'll be uh, talking about and sharing. I'm um, excited to talk to him about his artistry, his passions, and why he does what he does. Zachary.html, welcome to the show. Hello, hello. It's a pleasure to be here. Pleasure to have you here, my friend. How is your day going so far? Uh, day is pretty good. I was going to go get uh, COVID tested, but the line was like really long. So I think I'm going to have to replan on that. But other than that, pretty good. I've been really excited to honestly like, have some social interaction. Yeah. Um, me and you don't know each other super well, but like it's nice to like be like kind of somewhat social in this way. So yeah yeah i agree i i'm i'm in the same boat where like yeah it's i don't get to see people very often for the sake of responsibility and safety so like this has been a great outlet to do that and also get to know people better that i've met in passing but um don't like we don't really like totally like know each other like that but um yeah uh, at least it is a beautiful day i will say Oh, nice. Yeah, I was gonna get tested yesterday too, but there. I guess they have like a, a a kit shortage right now, so they ended up closing like an hour before um, they normally do yesterday. So we missed it, but I'm getting tested tomorrow. So sick. Yeah, honestly, getting tested is kind of like a little fun thing to do. <laughs> I get tested like pretty regularly, like almost like. Uh, probably once every two weeks just about so I was even tested like last week but yeah I don't know that's been like one thing to do I guess I'm like yeah Yeah. (laughs) gets you out of the house right (laughs) plan my day around it I'm like cool (laughs) yeah you know getting a q-tip shoved an inch up your nose like tearing up a little bit uh yeah it's some emotional stimulation I didn't know I needed these days <laughs> yeah yeah but well uh zachary what we talk about on mr nice guy we examine love and fear passion and creativity and the first time we ever met was at the uh cream city beat battle last year about a year ago around this time um that, that was a fun ass night yeah yeah that was super fun very fun. I was just talking about that night, actually. Yeah. Yeah, that was like, um, yeah, it was just like such awesome energy and really a great opportunity to like, really like center the producers because a lot of artists like, you know, not that producers are like, you know, overlooked all the time, but but they just like, this is an opportunity for them to like just strictly them have the spotlight. And I love those beat battles for that reason. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I think like my relationship with like being a producer is super weird, especially just because of that, like kind of feeling of neglect or like the way that um, people don't really like understand what it means a lot of times to be like, Oh, I'm a producer. Um, and I think that I really wanted to like separate myself from that or like kind of create like an artistry around being a producer. And like, I think that, um, yeah, and not that other producers don't, but I think that like, I just felt really like caged into this like producer bubble. Um, and so, yeah, that was such a great place I mean, that really kind of opened up um, this idea of like the community producing for me and seeing like who's around me and what's being made and like what do people like. And I love to be kind of like almost hyper aware of like all of these sub genres and niche like markets and music um, places. And I think that like I do that just out of like curiosity and wanting to be like aware of like what people are into because I think like to me that's really interesting and if like a lot of people like something I'm kind of like where is like where is this coming from or like what are these people doing right um and really that 
it kind of comes from a selfish place, but it also is just like wanting to be better as a producer um, and getting these ideas from these um, other places. But yeah, that was such a great night. Very interesting for me. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah, a couple like Mechamalo and Loco have both been on the show too to talk about that exact same thing. And, uh, yeah, I, I love hearing from producers because they get a lot of like that background perspective of what goes into the music industry and like you know working with working in like behind the scenes and stuff and that's important to talk about for sure um so uh to start zach uh did you grow up in milwaukee no i actually grew up in aurora illinois so it's oh lord i'm from illinois too no way where are you from the south suburbs of chicago the tinley park area Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm familiar with that. No way. Sick. Yeah. Yes. Um, so I'm a, a fib as well. <laughs> um, yeah, my dad used to work in the Aurora area. So um, yeah. it was uh, my ad that brought you up here, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, like... I actually like lied to my parents and told them that I applied to a bunch of colleges, but I really only applied to my <laughs> Yeah, sure. And then no one was able to take me up to Milwaukee to like visit, like to tour my ad. So I just like came alone. I was like 18 years old. And I was like looking around like, yeah, Milwaukee seems cool. Like it was the first place that I felt really like comfortable and it made like a lot of sense. And I think like every, any place that I go, I'm always kind of like, is this somewhere I would want to live, you know? Because I think I just always want to be open to just like moving and traveling and not feeling like really centered in one place, but it also has to make sense. And so I think like when I came to Milwaukee, it was like, I think this is like a really good place for me and like what I want to do. And yeah, I don't know, just made a lot of sense. And like I grew up in Chicago and I love Chicago. And I want to live there so bad, but like I just like don't actually want to live there, and it yeah. like is really heartbreaking to me. Yeah, because there's like a lot of amazing things in Chicago, and like I have great friends, and there's like, an amazing community of artists and makers and music people, and like it just like never gave me that feeling of like comfort or like wanting to like kind of like settle in this place. So yeah, Milwaukee just was kind of like it for me. It was really kind of weird almost. Yeah. yeah, it's <laughs> Milwaukee's got a lot of serendipity to it, which yeah. it, it can be a really great thing, but it can also be like terrifying. Like, holy shit, yeah. everyone fucking knows each other, you know? Like, um, yeah, like, uh, I, yeah, I thought Chicago was just like it was overwhelming, it's just so big, you know. And and similar to you, like, I still have great friends that live in like Logan Square. Um, I always love, like, I love going to shows down there. Um, Chicago has a lot of great venues, but Milwaukee's a great city to, like, really, like, establish yourself and also just find your footing and direction, um, because it is welcoming and, um, you know, there's a lot of people that here that do give those, uh, that are here to, like, give young emerging artists opportunities and whatnot. And um, for that reason, like definitely uh, fell in love with Milwaukee quickly. Um, what did you want to be when you were a kid? Like when you, when you wanted to, when you were growing up, what did you want to be? Oh man, honestly, <laughs> that's really funny. Um, I always wanted to be like, uh, <laughs> Okay, I always wanted to be an architect for some reason, just because I was like, that's like art related. And I was like, that makes a lot of money. So that like made sense to me, but also like in the grander scheme of things, I've always been like that little kid that was like, I want to be like a star. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, always like, I remember in like fourth grade, I wrote a paper on Kanye West and like how I was so influenced by him and I like wanted to be not even just like a musician, but like someone who was just like all encompassing, like had this just like kind of 
long track record of like making a bunch of like really cool stuff and like people really like looking up to them i think i like always wanted that which is like really funny to think but i mean that's just like what it was for me i think that's funny you say that because yeah i i relate to those feelings a lot too like where you kind of feel like a misunderstood person growing up (laughs) yeah oh fuck yeah i Yeah, I was definitely very, like, much like that, too. And I wanted to, like, find a way to, like, you know, actually, I wanted to find that within myself. Like, what, how can I, like, you know, actually speak to people, like, with something special? And, like, I remember I wanted to be a a movie star when I was, when I was younger. Yeah. Uh, You know, I wanted to, uh do something like that was entertaining to people uh which is probably why i got into broadcasting in high school yeah for that reason um so uh what did you study at my ed so i studied um new studio practice um which is kind of this new they changed it over from their like fine art department their program so it used to be kind of like you'd get like a painting major and that was it um and now it's this kind of like umbrella um and more so focused on like your stu- your actual studio practice. So like being a practicing artist and like um, not necessarily thinking about it in this terms of just like, oh, I'm learning painting, but more so I'm like learning what it means to be like a maker and how do I like always keep, how do I maintain that in a professional way and also in this kind of like organic, you know, building your artistry. And so we were kind of like, I think we're the second year of NSP, well, my graduating class was. Um, and we were just like super lucky. We had Kim Miller, Peter Berkman, and Will Pergel, and they're just like these super powerful like professors. And we had just like a great class. And I think that, and then we like were with them all four years, so. Um, yeah, that was, uh, it was all very new and kind of experimental in a lot of ways, but it was, for me personally, it was like very beneficial and I couldn't have asked for like a better experience, I think. Yeah. Um, you have to do like, um, like senior thesis sort of thing, right? Yeah. Um, what was yours? Um, so actually, because of like COVID, we weren't able to like do our thesis. Um, and so what I was going to do was I had, um, so we were given this space for my thesis, right? And it's like this kind of like five foot by five foot space. It's like pretty small. Um, and my work is pretty big. Um, and I was really frustrated um, with kind of the way that thesis is. And I think that comes from just this like very like shallow place of like want, feeling like I deserved more space, I think. I was like, I worked really hard and I paid a lot of money and I don't really want to like shrink my work down for like this thing. And so I was trying to work around that. And essentially what I was going to do was, um, I made these like five painting uh, kind of like sculptural pieces um, and they were like six to like eight or nine feet. So they're like pretty big. Um, and then I found this um, Payless shoe store that like is like not open anymore and it's like empty. Um, and I was going to install them in there and then set up cameras and then live stream them. Um, to my actual thesis space at Mayad um, on a TV <laughs> uh, that's just like sitting in a pile of dirt. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, it was like this really kind of like convoluted, it was a lot of strings, uh, but it ended up, we weren't able to do thesis, so it like, never came into fruition, but those are my plans. <laughs> it's a sounds highly interactive it sounds it sounds um very elemental um yeah <laughs> oh yeah yeah 
it was really sad. I was like really close to getting all of these things. Like I had the like the space, I was getting the cameras and then I was like, oh, we can't do it anymore. And I was like, Jesus fucking Christ. Just like. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. I, yeah. March happened. Yeah. Right. Things were never the same. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I hear that. Um, so, um, yeah, so, like, uh, so where are you at then now? Like, are you still, like, technically, like, do you still technically have to do it? Or how does it work? So, no, I, I'm, like, graduated now. Um, we had to do this, like, on, this weird, like, online thesis um, thing. And I honestly just, like, was really not into it. And I felt, like, really, like, uncom uncomfortable, kind of. Like, I didn't. I was just kind of confused as to how I would make something on a website when all of this is like these physical things. It was just like really forced and rushed. Um, so I kind of just like trolled. I made like a troll site thing. I was making like Tony Mattelli and like I had like um, this like ghetto SpongeBob with like money and shit <laughs> on there. And, oh yeah, I remember the ghetto SpongeBob. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember that shit. from yes. like when we were kids. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I grew up on like MySpace. I had a MySpace in second grade, so I've been on the internet for like far too long. Honestly, yeah. it's geeked. Yeah, it's pretty awful. I've actually been thinking about it lately, and I'm like, I was definitely like, this is, was not good for me, just like being on here for this long, but. I mean, what can I do now, I guess? <laughs> it's just it, like, yeah, I mean, uh, that shit does shape your um, social mechanisms and whatnot from a, a, a young age, definitely. Um, but, hey, I mean, I never had a MySpace. Uh, <laughs> I never actually had that shit. I had um, Facebook was my first one in, like, eighth grade. Um, yeah, I guess I was afraid to interact with people on the internet before that you know <laughs> yeah. i'm just afraid that i'm gonna get like bullied you know if i like try to say anything on the internet but um <laughs> yeah but anyway um so when did uh the the music production kind of start for you um so i was in high school and i had a friend named Roman that I met I think like my sophomore year and he was a couple of grades older than me and he had been producing for like six years or something since he was in like seventh grade or I don't even know producing for a long time and he was actually really like popping on YouTube he like was really in the drill scene in Chicago and he produced for like a, uh, one of like Chief Keeps like people I think like even Fredo Santana has been on a beat that he made so like he was just like this person I was like holy shit like damn you can like do this oh. and I've, I've always been interested in music I was in choir and theater and musicals and all of this I've always been like singing and stuff and I wanted to get and I always grew up like freestyling with my uh, like older stepbrothers they were like you know, like way older and I would just be like in the car and just be like freestyling. <laughs> and I was just like pretty good at it. Like, and then getting into high school, just like, you know, getting high with my friends and we'd be like, just sitting there freestyling. And like, I kind of noticed, I was like, wait, I think I have like a good handle on this. Like, yeah. I can do it for a while. So I was always like interested in like making my music. And so I got really into like, uh, the drug kind of like party scene when I was in high school um, and I was doing a lot of like psychedelics this is like sounds kind of like lame but this was my entrance into music like it just is what it is sure sure yeah <laughs> so yeah. I was like all these psychedelics and I was kind of like interested in music and I felt like I needed to like have this kind of like depth to me before I started making music because I was like I'm so young like I don't know, like, anything. I need to know, like, something more than other people or some, like, crazy bullshit, you know? Like, whatever. 
And so I was like doing all these psychedelics and I had some friends get into like some really harsh shit. And we ended up doing DMT like twice when I was like 17. And I was like, <laughs> I like did DMT. And then I was like, after that, I was like, I don't even want to do drugs anymore. I just like want to make music. And I think I had this laptop my grandma brought, bought me like when I was a freshman in high school. It was like 300 bucks, like the shittiest laptop. And like started going over to Roman's house. He like gave me FL legally and was just like teaching me how to make beats. And I just spent, literally, I was like, I want to be like, I want to be a good producer. And like, I know that I need, like I'm really far behind or I felt really far behind and I really wanted to like, do it and like do it well because I think I'm like definitely someone if I feel like I'm good at something then I want to like actually know it and like be technically good that's there's like this weird pressure of that on me I feel like and so I think yeah I was like 17 stopped hanging out with all these people I like graduated high school early just so I could make beats like every day, like for just like 10 hours straight, I was just making beats, making beats. It was pretty crazy. I like respect my younger self for being so like on top of it. But yeah, I remember like wanting, and then like I started like recording my own music and I never wanted to like rap over other people's beats. I always felt like they were kind of like lame to me. I was like, no, like it should be like this. <laughs> Which is really funny because I'm still that same way. Like I don't really rap on other another producer stuff I just like never really like I'm into it I guess and um yeah so it was like making music and me and Roman have been just like making music like producing together ever since um but I um was like yeah releasing music when I was like 18 like right before I went to college and I also I don't know if I should get into this, this whole story, but when I was 18, I made this beat and I sent it to Roman. Roman worked on it. And then my cousin, Justin, laid down this like bass guitar on it. And we put it on SoundCloud and this rapper bought it for like 30 bucks, like the whole thing, like, you know, exclusive rights everything we don't know anything about it and it ended up he ended up taking like he ended up like the song blew up that he made in thailand this is thai rapper um and yeah it has like 50 million views and <laughs> and like this was like two years later this like came out of nowhere like i was at my like didn't even wasn't even thinking about this thing and yeah like that happened and we've been like making I still like produce for him and stuff but um yeah that was like kind of the start that was when I was like oh shit like I can be a producer like I kind of like get it on like a on a level of like I, I understand like kind of what it means to make a song so yeah that was kind of like my introduction into producing I would say that's pretty dope that's <laughs> Yeah. that's pretty awesome like especially when it just like you know years down the line can like come back around like that and like oh yeah you remember this shit that we like sold for 30 bucks like it is <laughs> <laughs> it's a fucking bop in like another country right now like dude it's crazy like i remember like he would send me videos of like thousands of people like fucking dancing to the song i'm like sitting in class like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like let's go yeah and i was like so surreal i was such a funny like you know it's actually really funny um i really when i came to milwaukee i really was like trying to get in contact with you and like wanted you to notice me and i was like damn man i want to get on his blogs and shit <laughs> <laughs> super bad I was like I don't know like I don't know I think I like applied to a couple things that you had posted and like it was just like damn like fuck you know type of feeling like wanting to like kind of make that step into like knowing people in Milwaukee 
Um, so it was like really funny. I was just thinking about that the other day. I was like, wow, it like really all does come full circle sometimes, you know, just like, yeah. So that was really, really funny. What, you mean me? Yeah, you. Oh, shit. What, what, like, what was it? Like the um, art showcases we used to do or something? Yeah, like the art showcases. And then um, didn't, don't you like run or help out with breaking and entering? Yeah, I do. Actually, yeah. now I'm, Alan actually just promoted me, well, promoted me, um, changed my title, but now I'm a music director, so, oh. you have shit, give me that, that shit. send my way. That was it, I remember I was like, man, I gotta get on breaking and entering, and like, then I gotta do this, it was like all of these little steps that I was like, I need to Yeah, do. yeah, yes you do, my friend, I, uh, I apologize if I ever uh, overlooked you there, but yeah, like, it's cool, man. Like, I always take it as, like, I just have to, like, work harder. And I think I, I really learned that with, like, music is just, like, everyone's, like, why isn't my shit taking off? Why isn't my shit popping? And it's just, like, it's probably not popping just because it's not popping. Like, it just needs to be better. Like, and that's okay. Like, it's not, like, it just is what it is. I think, like, music naturally will just, like, take off if it's, like, meant if like people if it's if it's in that little thing if you did it you know like if you got one off like it'll go like i don't know totally. and so i always took it as just like oh i just need to work harder and like get this into a better place and as much frustrating as that is it's just really something that you have to come to terms with as an artist is just like accepting like yo like i'm not at the place that i want to be at and I can get there, I just have to, like, actually do it, like, you know? Yeah, oh, yeah, and, and, uh, yeah, and I really admire that mindset a lot, like, I had to, f I've had to figure that shit out a lot, too, I mean, like, where I may have, like, wanted to work with a certain person, or may have, like, you know, wanted a certain job, and, uh, like, not getting a, not, getting that opportunity is I always try to take that instead of like taking it personally I'm like no I just like you know I'll it'll come around eventually but I just have to keep working and keep doing what I'm doing until it does like you said come full circle um, <clears throat> and it also like kind of my philosophy behind like covering the music scene is like so like um so fun fact I, I'm a communist so I um <laughs> i am i i became a communist this year um but it's kind of like re changed my entire perception of like how i view everything in my life and especially like my work in the music scene is like i just in every like industry i see class society and hierarchy and uh, you know um a ruling class versus a working class and I hate seeing, like, in the music scene, like, you know, the same handful of, like, 10 artists that will get picked for things, or they all sort of, like, get the same opportunities. Like, you know, yeah. I hate that shit. And I never want, I wanted, when I started writing for Breaking and Entering, like, I wanted to just fully, like, democratize and socialize, like, the music scene in a way where we're platforming everybody from the bedroom recording projects all the way to the ones playing like you know the paps theater and whatnot so yeah it's all because all of that shit matters none of it is more is more or less important than the other like the music scene is it comes in it is valuable at every single level and every single form and uh, that's what I've tried to do with the writing. Um, and so, you know, like that means giving all of that credit where it's due and every kind of artist, every scene. So yep. what I'm trying to tell you is, Zachary, send me your shit. Let me know when you drop. I got you, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. We'll do. I'm actually recording. I produce for um, Lil Saucy, if you know who that is. Mm, of course. Yeah, yeah. Uh, me and him are actually good friends. And I got um, 
my friend Eli works at High Five. Um, Eli Stamstead. Yeah, so I spent a lot of time there, and um, I've been working on a lot of stuff. I just kind of like keep it on the low because I think, like what I was saying earlier, is like I always want to deliver, and I think like I am so down with like being patient. There's like no rush for me with music or art. I mean, as much as I'm like kind of like always on it and always making. I'm never like super pressed to be like, oh, like I need to like put this out. I think that like, I'm really okay with being patient and being like, you know, I could not release like a record for another five years. And like, if that's something that I know that I need to do, then I like trust that artistically. And like, that just like is what it is, you know? Um, so yeah, for sure. It's coming though. I got some cool shit. <laughs> I know, I bet you, I can't wait to hear uh the cool shit yeah yeah i mean i yeah i mean i had a, fu a lot of fun watching you do the live producing like showcasing your beats last year so i can't wait to see all that shit in in a full force here yeah yeah well um have you been focusing more or the same on music since like school has been over like i guess like um What's your headspace with it right now? Like, are you in, on like your level of priority? <sighs> um, you know, it's like every day painting or art is like fighting with music. They're all, they're both like my top priority. And it's, it's hard definitely to kind of like um, get the time for them both. But I definitely have been waiting to get out of school to get back into music. Uh, because it is like something that I have like this urge to do and yeah I think it's just like something that I really want to do um, also I don't I haven't like talked about this so I guess this is like the first like public release of this information but um, the band and we're called 2003 um, so I've also been working on that for about a year now and we're getting a lot more serious and we've recorded some stuff so yeah no the music is like honestly the most full throttle it's been in like probably four years you know since like literally since i like started college um yeah definitely it's like my top priority but i also just like love making art so it's hard it's like a weird balance but yeah wait zach Tell us about your band then. <laughs> I want to know about your band. If whatever you're comfortable sharing, obviously. Yeah, yeah. no, I'm, we're super down. We're really excited. We were actually gonna. We wanted to like come out this summer, but with all of the kind of like pandemic stuff, it slowed down practice, and we just like weren't in the place. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, so it's uh, my friend uh, Ryan Miller. Uh, why am I always Ryan Miller? Ryan Miller, not Ryan Mueller, uh, and then my friend Carrie Dean. Um, yeah, so it's just us two. We've been looking for like a keyboard player and a bass guitar, but I mean, we've been making it work. Um, our sound, I'm the singer. Um, our sound is changing a lot right now, um, but it definitely is kind of, uh, kind of folky, old con old rock and roll, but also like kind of synthy and Midwestern goth. It's like, uh, yeah, it's, it's like really different all the time. And I think I am that kind of like artist where I like to kind of make these like really weird, like everything is like kind of new in this weird way, you know? Yeah. Um, or like different from it's different from the last thing and yeah. so yeah it is like all kind of like it's jumping around a lot but there's definitely like this commonplace um of it all and that's been really really fun i've wanted to be in a band since i was like a little kid but i don't know none of the people i grew up around were like trying to be in bands <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah that's awesome that's well, for one, that's dope. Like that, you have such st uh, such a vast stylistic palette. Um, that's the direction you know, like music's going in these days, and that's we love to see it. So, yeah. 
I look forward to seeing, um, you know, the, you know, hopefully, um, well, it will happen. It's just a matter of when, but when shows come back, um, I really do hope to see y'all on the scene. Um, that does sound like a really fun project, uh, something there for everybody. And, uh, yeah, that's, I'm excited for you. Um, I, I love finding new projects. Um, it makes, it warms my heart. <laughs> yeah. yeah we, we've been, uh, jamming in a neighborhood in Riverwest. So we're around, we're like in the, we're hiding away right now. So. All right. <laughs> y'all are in the shadows we are in the shadows <laughs> yeah nobody really knows and it's like this really like quiet thing but we definitely want to hit the scene hard and i'm really excited to get back performing and i think that the i have like a choir background um so like and i'm like pretty you know like i'm trained uh so like this being in a band has given me that like space to like really live out that like songwriter, like singy, songy kind yeah. of thing that I want to do because it is like a really important part um, of my life and like music that I like um, as much as like producing for a little saucy, you know. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> You're accessing the different uh, elements of like what yeah. music can uh, mean to you and that's the best kind of artist to be um so fuck yeah zachary um that's another thing zachary.html uh tell me where that came from oh man i think i made that when i was like i was like a sophomore in high school like writing raps in my notebook and shit like and i just like i don't know i love so html was like this it's like this coding format for like writing like it's like all text based um so i always think of myself as like writer a writer like language um and i think that's just like it was like this idea of the internet and then like the um the real life person which is me and then just like together and um yeah like zachary html was just like it just stuck it felt right and yeah i was honestly i'm pretty happy with like my 15 year old self like it yeah. honestly well i'm like nice i'm happy with that you know yeah um, word yeah and i think yeah. that like, i definitely have like these like different personas and like art and music like personas is really important to me and like i changed my instagram name but like html or like zachary html is still like also evil girl it's like all of these things you know it's like my world of like whatever the fuck i want like i am all of these things you know like um, yeah and i think that like art going to art school and understanding art really made made me so much more confident in making music like i feel so much more liberated with like being like oh, I can do all of these things and it's all cool and it's all valuable. Like, and what you were saying of this like very like communist idea or like this social idea, socialist idea of like all of these things are valuable and like all of these emotions and feelings like no, just because you make like a sad like Fleetwood Mac song is like, doesn't mean that that means more than like, uh, like, I don't know, some like hard ass like chicken pea or some shit, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. You're both, absolutely right. Like both of those moods are like feelings that I have in the same day. And like how can I be like, oh, this is like people won't take me seriously if I'm like producing for fucking Celine Dion and like, you know, this other person. And it's like, no, I think like that's like what's amazing about like being an artist and cloaking myself under this idea of being an artist is like I get away with doing whatever the fuck I want because it's always like oh it's like <laughs> Zach's it's like this idea but Zach's version right so I get to do whatever the fuck I want <laughs> yeah. or it's just always kind of like looking or like for like what's Zach's version of this going to be and I think like that's all I needed to know is like I can do whatever I want people are going to be like 
interested and and are gonna investigate and be like you know excited no matter like what i make you know and even if they aren't then they just like have to deal with that in the same way of like a painting a painter would you know like if i post a painting that i feel really like excited about but i know maybe it's like not received well like fuck you i guess like i don't really care yeah right it's, it's, it's not for you it's not for you then you know it's for yeah. me and it's for those that do connect with it yeah like i don't know it's that has been such a coming out of art school and getting back into music i've noticed this change of like feeling really kind of like vibrant and free and like i feel like nobody can really tell me like devalue my work because like i feel like all of it is just like it's coming from a place of honesty and curiosity and just wanting to create and it's just like i mean like, what do you really even say to that you know right yeah of course you're demolishing the social barriers that come with that and yeah, uh, yeah and like also the fact that you can do so many different things is um is akin to just being a very layered individual you know you have you obviously have a lot of different hobbies and interests and as you said curiosities that you know just make you so much more like um um personable as an artist and you have different creative ways to showcase vulnerability or expression or just whatever it is the fuck you feel like doing at the time like you could just do something for fun and be fucking around and it can still connect with people <laughs> that's sometimes that's that's all it fucking is you know like um uh, so yeah i mean it, it it just shows that like yeah you you know you've never put yourself in a box as a person and uh, you, your your work is reflecting in that so like i said you know best way to be an artist <laughs> Fuck yeah Zachary. i um yeah, uh, and I appreciate you uh, sharing the story about the HTML um, slash <laughs> evil girl. Slash evil. Yeah. Um, so I want to talk a little bit about uh, This Is Milwaukee. Uh, I'd love to hear a little bit about the project. Yeah. Um, so I was scrolling on Facebook one day, and one of my professors shared this like call for artists. Um, and it was this newspaper project where they wanted to um, select three artists to redesign these news, newspaper boxes and then they'd be put outside uh, somewhere in the public in Milwaukee. And so I had just applied um, just on the fly, like I saw it and my professor shared it. He has like a lot of like, uh, he's like pretty well known in the community and I was just like, uh, this is a shot in the air like I'm young and this is kind of like you know a public sculpture piece is like eh, it's like that I felt like it was kind of a hot commodity um but I just applied I think that I've been doing that this entire summer like really I'm trying not to lose steam because I feel like it's so easy to and I just want to like keep the ball ro rolling um and yeah so I applied just like whatever like I I feel like I can do this. I don't know if they do, but we'll see, I guess. Like, whoa, what does it hurt? Um, and so, yeah, so I was selected um, and uh, I was working on this box for about like, so we had like a month to make it and a, I spent about like two and a half weeks on it, probably put in around like, uh, around like 35 hours ish probably yeah so i was spending a lot of time and it was really fun i mean i really enjoyed working at this like this time limit there was kind of like something at stake i was i wanted to really prove myself i felt like being kind of so young and fresh out of undergrad i had something to prove of like you know i i want um I want to like show like what I'm capable of and like I want to like um, because I have this chance to like make a statement I want to represent like the people 
who like understand my work and feel like, you know, energized by it. And I wanted to really like put in a lot of effort on that. Um, and so I like ended up creating this like very bright and uh, kind of loud and obnoxious in a lot of ways, but also very honest. Well, I think it's like very honest or um, it feels very human, human-like or like really, um, I don't know. I wanted it to be like gentle in a lot of ways and people to find comfort and maybe a little bit of humor and a little bit of like sorrow. Um, because I think all of those things ignite like curio curiosity and um, create like wonder. And I think like that is so important to me in my practice is just like creating like wonder and joy and safety and like uplifting people, but also like um, making people um, feel connected and seen. And yeah, I think that, um, so then the, the box was put outside of City Hall um, and it's like out there right now. And it'll be up, I think they said for like maybe a year or so. Um, and then we don't know like what's happening after that. But um, yeah, the project was amazing. And it taught me a lot about some like craft stuff and my own practice that I needed to know, but also just like this feeling of like my work can be um, also like uh, socialist or like it can be kind of this like place of um, safety for like marginalized people or like I can be kind of like um, almost like this beacon of like welcoming and love and like ultimate um, nurture and care because I think like right now I think like we all are like yearning for that I think there's like this yearning for almost like this divine kind of like feminine comfort and to feel safe again and to feel warm and i think like i want um i want that for people and i want to be that like kind of like person that's like hey like we can still be like healing and we can still be safe and still be happy and find joy and yeah so that was like really a really kind of like nice thing that happened with that project so Thank you for sharing all that. Um, yeah. <laughs> sorry to get into the lengthy, like, um, Oh no, not at all. Not at all. Um, yeah, no, I mean, that's, there's like a really true, um, true passion and heart behind everything you just said. And, you know, like kind of, um, like you said, being a beacon of letting folks know that they are being seen and heard that, we won't forget about them, that we will be in solidarity with them, you know, till the end of time. Um, yeah, I, I wholeheartedly agree that that is a, um, something that folks are definitely yearning for, you know, feeling because, you know, this, um, I think just the whole fallacies of like the individualistic culture we live in, where like, it's all about like, oh, I'm just worried about myself or like, oh, I'm just gonna fight for my own values or I'm just gonna like do things because it's gonna move me forward. Um, you know, we are thankfully like, we're living in some postmodern times of challenging like how we evaluate society as we know it and what it means to you know, foster that sense of community and developing that class consciousness and developing like that, um, pushing these conversations forward. Um, and um, yeah, like having a, a, a paper box outside of like, you know, such a, um, you know, some like a, a place that, you know, you symbolizes like, being city hall, like a, a symbol of like the center of metropolitan life. I mean, like that's a statement in itself. What, what, um, what, like, what kind of uh, publications are in it sort of thing? Like what's in it right now? 
Um, so this is Milwaukee created this uh, newspaper actually, um, and they are like um, going to be distributed throughout the newspaper boxes and like throughout the city. Uh, but they interviewed, I think it was like a hundred Milwaukee um, residents and talking about their experience and how they felt about democracy. Um, so it is this kind of like very like social kind of like platform. Um, and they're like really like community based. Um, and so those will like newspapers will change um, as they make new editions. But um, yeah, so that was also really exciting too. And I think it was kind of like this ode to that idea of like um, <clears throat> community and creating this idea of like having this public um, system of like distributing information was really interesting to me. And I really just wanted to make this ode to that. Like, this is a place of wonder and, you know, this is our community and this should always feel like uplifting and you should always be like excited to like see what's going on um, and to be like engaged with uh, like what's happening. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And it's an act of resistance. Yeah, yeah, and that's definitely really just like weaponizing people to to have to be like for information or learning to bring you joy and to like put that on the people or like impose that idea is very radical. At least to me, like I see it as this gesture of like arming the the people, like arming the citizen um through just like making them have fun or like be like oh this is like cute and silly you know <laughs> totally yeah hell yeah exactly i mean it's that's that's uh having that like um liberation media is ultimately our our pathway out of this you know just atrocious um Right. capitalist driven media that you know we've it's been so indoctrinated um awesome uh zachary so um that being said i guess my last question then is we were talking about it a little bit before we start recording here but uh you're talking about we're talking about democracy um how how what are your personal thoughts on like this idea of democracy and like how it's been defined um as we know it. Yeah. Um, so I was really like reluctant to talk about democracy and I felt like, I'm like, am I being kind of this like libertarian right now? <laughs> like being like, this is democracy, but I really had to deconstruct like maybe why I felt so like, um, so kind of like um, pushing that idea away um, and it felt like I've always been like misrepresented in democracy or felt like I've never truly participated or been like a real factor of democracy. And so in my statement or when I was talking about like the, in the application, it was really about like how I felt um, neglected by democracy, but also how democracy is so important within the context of like art in my community. and like these kind of like micro versions of democracy, even with like my friends and my family, it's like, you know, how do we, um, how do we, you know, talk about our feelings or communicate our ideas um, in an effective way, um, in, in a way that is liberating for everyone. And, you know, we are like free from like our marginalizations. And so it, it was, really like me having to understand that like democracy exists within my practice because I really want you know people to be energized by my new investigations and to put in kind of this like this community effort to like understanding me or to do the research or the hard work of you know listening to me and in the same way that I would for you know everyone else. Um, so I think it was this like learning experience of like, wow, like maybe, um, in the ways that I would, you know, try to energize people, um, in their own practice, like during critique or something, or if I'm talking to a friend about their work, I'm like, I would always want to uplift them 
and always want to maybe talk about be real and honest and be truthful. Um, but also like the truth can be like ugly and it can also be really kind and warming and like they can exist at the same time. Um, and so I really wanted to translate that idea of like, you know, in the same way that I would treat someone that I love and care about and their work and their ideas is the same way that I would want people to like be energized by like this broader sense of democracy and being like, we have to almost like interject um, or radicalize our own ideas of democracy and our space that we take up in democracy um, and to be like, so loud and obnoxious um, and showing that kind of like love and care um, and like demanding like that space. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. That's I, I totally agree with you. Like um, that's, I think that's a core principle of the ideas of things like socialism, you know, it's like everyone is accounted for, you know, no one is, um, no one is deprived of like, you know, basic, opportunities necessities human rights even like no one is deprived of that or selected via class or clout um over others and um and the whole idea of that is behind love and caring for one another and community and uh, yeah like that's that speaks volumes it speaks entire um libraries of powerful yet political things like art can be and you know the sense of community and revolution from the people how all of those culminate into is like it's all it's all so powerful because love is the most powerful force in the universe and um yeah and uh I, I really appreciate your sentiments on all that. So thank you, Zachary. Um, uh, Zach, uh, I, I think uh, we've done some good work here today. Uh, this is a lot of fun. Yeah, it was super fun. I feel very excited. This has been really good. Yeah. Totally. So as we're closing out, um, what, what keeps you up at night? Oh, what keeps me up at night? <laughs> um... Uh, I'm like, I wake up really early and, um, I'm like really kind of like, uh, what keeps me up at night is like what I have to do the next day. Like, I'm so like weirdly about like getting things done and feeling like on top of stuff and I'm like kind of like a, a little bit of a workaholic and so I think like what keeps me up at night is just like <laughs> I like want it to be the morning if that makes sense yeah. I think sleeping is like really annoying to me because like I hate having dreams because they always like make me have these kind of like emotional like responses throughout the day and I feel like that like affects me on like such a superficial level like you know you have a dream about like some girl from like five years ago and you guys like hugged and then the rest of the day you're like I'm I'm yearning for them and it's like for fucking what? <laughs> like, like you know like this is just like taking up emotional like uh energy from me so like yeah like sleeping is just annoying because I just like enjoy getting things done and being productive and like making work like to me there's not enough time in the day i like i like that yeah but <laughs> even like even a weird look from somebody is enough to like fuck me up and like it it will uh it will present itself in my dreams you know like right? that little validation i didn't get from that tiny minuscule interaction <laughs> It's like, yeah. is, it's like this cannot be like in the grand scheme of like making me a better person like it's right like, <laughs> yeah, no, honestly question and that's what puts you to sleep wait what puts me to sleep yeah Ooh, um <laughs> i um are you do you want like a metaphoric kind of like you know really 
abstract or are you like looking for like what actually puts music however you feel like answering it people go either way with it okay what puts me to sleep like in a good way in like this like metaphorically deep way is i'm just excited that like i made it through the day got some shit done and tomorrow's like another day of like chopping down this like or building up this huge mountain of stuff that I want to do. And then, but also what actually puts me to sleep is probably like two joints and like, I watch ASMR, so. (laughs) (laughs) Like I'll smoke a little bit, watch some ASMR and I'm like, oh, I'll see you tomorrow for sure. Good shit, good shit, dude. (laughs) Thank you again for being on the show. This was a lot of fun. (laughs) And uh, for everyone watching, I'll be sure to, uh, um, uh, tagging Zachary that HTML and uh, his, his art and music and uh, also the work with um, this is Milwaukee so you can check the, the newspaper box out downtown um, thank you for watching Mr. Nice Guy as always we'll see you next time